Hello, and welcome to the first episode of the Pedosphere Podcast, where we blend cultural, ecological, mass media communications content for educational elucidation. And today, we're going to be talking about Juno Diaz's book, Drown, and its relation to a question from Purdue Owl's website on critical race theory. And this question is, what is the significance of race in contemporary American society, and how is it depicted in this book? So we're going to go into this a little bit, just dissect it a bit. And, you know, I want this to be a, a conversation starter. I want this piece to be, you know, something that makes my listeners, our listeners, you know, think about. And, I, you know, I, I do recommend this book for sure. So let's jump into it. So Juno Diaz is an author, obviously. Uh, he published Drown in 1996. And it's a collection of nine short stories. He's also published The Brief Wonder's Life of Oscar Wilde in 2007. He's born in Santo Domingo. He's got two brothers and two sisters. And he moved to the United States when he was about seven years old. Diaz attended Rutgers University and received his bachelor's degree in history and literature. And after going to Rutgers, Diaz went on to get his master's degree in fine arts and creative writing at Cornell. And it was there that he wrote the very first short stories that appeared in Drown, which is pretty cool. Diaz has been the recipient of many awards and fellowships, including the Guggenheim Fellowship and the Pulitzer Prize. And now, Diaz is a professor of creative writing at MIT and now lives in Boston. So like I said, there are many facets to Diaz's book Drown, and we're going to touch upon them here in this podcast. But like I said, this is meant to be, you know, like a introductory type of uh, a podcast that introduces you to this book that that makes you you know you know brings attention to this book and and what it represents in my eyes so Diaz uses his book drown to display many disparities that POC face in terms of just creating environments that reflect real depictions of communities of color and as a result of the dominant society and historical precedentness. So basically, this creates a contemporary depiction of, of a Latinx male becoming a product of an environment that's just literally set up to make him fail. The system is, is created to make people of color fail. That's what, you know, his whole reason was. And in the article uh, entitled Passing in the State in Juno Diaz's Drown by Dorothy Stringer, Stringer identifies some some really good points in the article, and one of which I I really liked is within the book Drown, she identifies a certain section in the story where Junior, the main character, is walking down the street, and he's walking down the street in his neighborhood, and you know it's a it's a ghetto, it's a neighborhood, and it's a you know a rough neighborhood that he that the character grew up in, and he sees this white uh, army recruiter in a car. And he's driving down the street and um, he stops Junior and he basically asks him to enlist. And he basically tells him, you know, if you join the army, I can get you out of here. You know, you can leave all of this. You can leave your, your crummy neighborhood. You can leave the poverty. You can leave the gangs. You can leave the drugs. You know, this is your ticket out. And more importantly, you know, this is your way to get citizenship in the United States. And now, you know, I'm reading this and I'm I'm looking at this, you know, passage and then I start to think, you know, this is 
what signifies um, hypocrisy in the form of the dominant affluent white society using historically colonized people to fight the wars to further manifest destiny, which is all to do with the erasure and erosion of respective POC cultural identities, building racial stereotypes and eroding ways of knowing. And so we can see this also uh, and DS, you know, uses, you know, many different vehicles uh, to, you know, further thought on these ideas and these, um, these facets of identity and race. Uh, but I mean, really to highlight the different racial disparities and inequalities of brown and black people, like, you know, the stereotypes that are just brought on in society. There's an interview that I found of him that he did that, you know, it was a really good interview. And, um, you know, I'll post the links of my sources in the description. But this is an interview um, that I just really enjoyed reading. And I think this was interview was uh, published in the late 90s. I think it was like 97 or 98, a couple of years after the book came out, his first book. But he's got a passage in here that just um, blew me away. And, you know, I'm going to read it to you guys. So it goes, you come to the United States and the United States begins immediately, systematically to erase you in every way to suppress those things which it considers not digestible. You spend a lot of time being colonized. Then if you got the opportunity in the breathing space and the guidance, you immediately, when you realize it, begin to decolonize yourself. And in that process, you relearn names for yourself that you had forgotten. So reading that, you know, really hits home for me because I can relate to that. And I'm sure some of you all can relate to that out there. But, you know, just, you know, those are some powerful lines. You know, basically, Diaz is talking about the systematic colonialism that is present within our society. And that is, you know, one of the cornerstones and building blocks of our government and you know, one of the main reasons why the concept of race in our society is so dividing and why it divides, you know, people of color and why it perpetuates hate uh, from the dominant society. Because, it, there, you know, there's this history of, of hate. It's just been passed down. Um, you know, it's generational hate maybe like generational trauma, you know, but, you know, like I said, this system was created to, to oppress people of color. Uh, that's what the reason was for. It was to oppress us, to keep them down and to make the dominant society dominant. So Diaz, I believe, uses his book Drown as his, you know, tool to fight against dominant society you know, this book's got nine short stories in it, and they're all really good. And I touched upon one, which is called Drown. Um, but there are others, and they're very good. There are some poems in there, I believe, as well. But they all really have to do with the dissection and the permutations of, you know, facets of racial identity 
that many POC people can relate to. Uh, the way that he depicts his characters in an urban setting. You know, if you grew up in an urban setting, like you can relate to a lot of the slang and a lot of the, the way the city blocks look. You know, even the homeless people, man. The homeless people he talks about, man, man you know, I think I've seen that person too, you know, down the street from where I live. But his thoughts regarding race, class, and gender, and within these nine stories, and sexuality within these nine stories, you know, they really are his vehicle. Um, there, there is the main story within the book, right? There are the main stories. But within those main stories, you know, if you read them more than once, you're going to start to see these messages and these, um, these themes, these motifs of racial injustice, prejudice, and, uh, you know, they require, you know, they require critique, but you're going to see these themes throughout that book. And even in his other works as well, like in the wondrous life of Oscar Raul, um, and one of the things that I've picked up on on his book was the use of the duality, I should say, of language in his book, um, the use of Spanish and English, you know, so he drops in Spanish phrases in there that, you know, like there's no quotes or nothing. He just drops them in there. So like when I'm reading it in my background, um, you know, like I, I read that and it's like I'm having, you know, it's a conversation. So the book. You know, it's in English, but it's also in Spanish. And in that same interview that I'll link in the description, uh, Diaz goes on to state that the reason he does that is that's his own, um, that's his own way of retaliation uh, to the language English and Spanish that has caused him to think about his identity as a person of color, as a, a male, as a Latinx male. Uh, because those two languages are the languages that evidently created the concept of, of race. And, you know, he goes on basically to say that he, put, he puts these things in there, um, you know, Hoping that, you know, people see these things. These are messages that he's trying to perpetrate. These are messages that he's trying to get across. And I believe that his 96 work is the best raw result of that. Um, his other books are really good, too. But that's, you know, I've, I've found, I've read the other two books. Um, the, the Brief Wonders Life of Oscar Wilde. And as well as How to Lose Her, which I think was one of his most recent books. So I read these books, but I think Drown is just—it's just got this feel to it. It's just raw with, um, you know, it's not afraid, and it doesn't hide it under any undertones to make you think about your identity, and the way you, uh, you know, identify yourself if you're a person of color or even if if you're not, and if you're not, the way that you see race and the way that you. Um, talk about race and so this relates greatly just to race contemporarily because it, it's a contemporary book um, and it's a book that I feel a lot of people of color can relate to especially if you're in an urban setting well, anyway with that 
Um, I just want to leave you all with one final thought. And that is, you know, times are pretty crazy right now, as as all of you know. And race in America, in the United States today, is evolving as a result of death, unfortunately. And I really just want to take a moment to thank all the organizers and protesters that are unafraid to change the tides of a system built on hate and greed, especially to those that have lost their lives. We must fight to stand up in the face of adversity. We must make good things come out of these times. We must do this, if not for ourselves, then for our children. When they ask us, what did you do? And with that, I just want to thank you for your time and listening to this podcast. Um, like I said, it's episode number one of the Pedosphere podcast. And uh, hopefully there'll be many more to come. All right. Thank you for your time.